Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I got an interesting topic, and I think you're going to like it. I want to talk sales enablement. I hear that phrase bantered about quite a bit, just thrown back and forth. And I was reading an interesting article, and it highlighted a piece of data statistic from CSO Insight that said the following, 61% of companies now have somebody in a position of sales enablement. In other words, there is now a position called sales enablement and six out of 10 companies have a designated person. And companies with a sales enablement person in place achieve, in terms of individual quota, help achieve quotas for salespeople 23% more than those who don't have somebody assigned to that position. In other words, having somebody in the sales enablement position, creating a position, having somebody there boost quota achievement by 23%. Now, that made me pause and I said, okay, so this is now an official position. More companies are jumping on board finally. It's not just a phrase. It's now a position. And I started thinking about what is sales enablement? What is that position? And that's what I want to talk to you about. Just kind of highlight that. Let's just have a discussion here about what that is. So when you hear it, you'll know what the deal is. Look, sales enablement is about three things. Training, tools, and talent. That's what I've. That's my summary of it. Training, tools, and talent. Let's talk about training, especially technical training. On the training side, you have to understand the products you're currently selling. You have to understand the market, and you also have to understand your client base. What are they looking for? If you can understand the products, your products, you can understand what's going on in the market, and you know how you can help your customers by understanding what's going on in the market, empathize with their pain, but also tie it back to how your product or service can help them achieve their goal. That is real training. And putting this type of information together, you really do need somebody within a company to kind of put this content together. Just putting together product training is not enough. You have to also educate your salespeople on what's happening in the market. Provide analytics, even insights, information that they can use use when they talk to their customers. And again, understanding the customer base is critical. So the training piece is more than just product or service. It's market and understanding your clients, but also what conversations are you having with your customers? And this is what the real what this is what real training incorporates. Number two, the tools. Now this is an obvious one. How can we use technology? How can we leverage technology? to actually help us do our job more effectively. There was a uh, uh, number by salesforce.com, and also I think insidesales.com came up with a similar number that said on average, around 37% of your time as a salesperson is spent on actual sales activities. In other words, the other two-thirds of that is not. It's, it's probably administration or other things. But if we can incorporate tools to actually make us more productive, help us communicate better, and even help us with our training, that's what we need. I can see how, again, a sales enablement person can go out into the market and find the right tools for salespeople. So kind of visualize this. You got this person, they're putting the training programs together that talk about product, markets, and clients, and what they need, what to say, how to say it, and again, provide analytics and insights. Now, next step is 
go out there and find some tools that we can use. And you really do need somebody to go out there and find the right tools, whether it's the right CRM, different plugins, different apps, anything to make you more productive. I can see a sales enablement person going out to the market, testing all these different products, services, again, these SaaS products, and then bringing back the best of the best, almost curating technology for you. Number three, you've trained them, you've given them the tools, but now let's talk about talent development. Now, I separate training from talent development. Training is, again, teaching the product, teaching the market, teaching customers, right? But talent development is all about the sales process. Teach them how to prospect. Teach them how to present, how to position your product, how to persuade and close. That's a different skill set. So, zooming back, the sales enabling person, if they can help people coming on board, train them, give them the right tools, and also develop their talents, at this point, you have a position that can actually help a company grow as the study says, by 23% in terms of people achieving their quota. And if you dig into training, I think it's fascinating. To me, training is always something we talk about, we do it once in a while, but we don't do it often. So one of the questions I would ask myself, or if you're a manager, you should ask yourself is, what's the frequency? How often should I train my people? In other words, what's the cadence? What's the number of times you should train your people? But a more important question for this sales enablement person is, what type of training is appropriate? Again, let's go through some types. Is there classroom training? Should we bring them in to some in-person training? Should we have a virtual LMS, learning management system, that they can actually log into and actually learn? For example, my Sales Velocity Academy or something like that, maybe an internal LMS, right? Or maybe the training should be through video conferencing, or maybe even information given out through newsletters, where in the newsletters you talk about new products, new product announcements, you talk about case studies, or research. Again, this is interesting. So when you come to training, look at the frequency, how often, then look at the type, classroom, virtual, LMS, video conferencing, newsletter. And a third thing I would ask is, how do we test people to know that they know what they know? In other words, how do we quiz people? How do we really make sure that people understand, our salespeople understand the product's the market, and so forth. Now, let's look at tools. Look at their sales activities and then ask ourselves, with new technology, what you know steps in the process can we consolidate, combine? Or which ones can we automate? Which ones can, can we substitute? Or which steps can we eliminate? If we can find technology tools to combine tasks, to automate a task, to substitute, make it easier, or eliminate the task altogether, that is what a good curator, a sales enablement person can do. And then last but not least, when we talk about talent, again, what are we trying to do? We're trying to align our salespeople with the customer and how to sell more effectively. But we also want these salespeople to understand what the corporate objectives are, right? What are the big KPIs? And then how do we zoom that in so as a salesperson on a day-to-day basis, we can actually implement strategies that are in line with those KPIs. For example, let's say that you know, customer satisfaction is a corporate KPI, right? At a high level, from a corporate standpoint, we want to have a high, you know, customer satisfaction score. Well, on the training side, let's train our salespeople to nurture, you know, relationships, have high quality conversations, because that's part of the, again, the customer satisfaction. Or maybe, 
as a salesperson, we can make it easier for our customers to talk to us, to buy from us, to communicate with us, because we want to give them that effortless experience. We want to make it easier for them to talk to us. All this ties into, again, customer satisfaction. So here's what I want you to do. If you're a manager or you're in a position of sales enablement, here's what I would do. I would ask myself in terms of training my people and making sure that they're in line with the corporate strategy, the corporate vision, the corporate goals, is I would first ask myself, what type of training, what type of training do I want to give them? Is it, again, do we do a classroom? Is it an LMS, virtual online? Is it video conferencing? Is it, again, newsletter or is it even coaching? And then underneath each of those categories, those five categories, classroom, LMS, video conferencing, newsletters, or coaching, how often should we do that? So for example, maybe you know classroom, we can do that twice a year. We can bring in our sales team twice a year. That's part of our cadence, right? When we look at the learning management system, maybe we can assign a course, a video course, and test them once a week. We can do that ongoing. Maybe we can use video conferencing Every month, at the end of the month, once a month, we do a review of what happened in that month. Or maybe in the newsletter. In the newsletter, we can send it out once a week or once a quarter with some case studies, some new analytics, some data. And then coaching, maybe that's something you'll determine that you'll do once a month with each person on your team. So developing a sales training, again, ways to connect with your salespeople and creating a cadence. Is it once a week, once a month? What's the type? Classroom, virtual, video conferencing. If we can create that cadence, type of training, how often do we do that, and stick to that rhythm, I believe that you will engage more with your sales team. And this is really what a great sales enablement position can do. It can actually train them, find the right tools, and develop that talent. And that is it for this Sales Influence Podcast. I know this is a broad topic on sales enablement, but I wanted to give you a flavor of what that means, sales enablement, but also the shocking stat that six out of 10 companies now have somebody designated for that position. That is a mind blower. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. As always, I greatly appreciate your comments. In the meantime, when we talk about LMS, check out my Sales Velocity Academy at salesvelocityacademy.com. Every month we're adding a course. It just keeps growing and you can take quizzes after each course. So if you're serious about growing your sales and selling more faster, check out the Sales Velocity Academy. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.